It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of those is powered by the On My Feet Network and brought to you by the Up On Game Network. Be sure to download the On My Feet app on all iOS and Android devices and be sure to follow the Up On Game Network on Twitter and Instagram at Up On Game Network. Enjoy the show. Welcome to One of Those, the show that explores the art of sneaker culture. I'm your host, Adam Butler, back with another episode. Thank you so very much for being here. And thank you so much for tuning in to last week's episode, man. Episode one of What of Those was a major success, and it was all because of you. Thank you so much for tuning in, man. Big shout out to TJ for joining me last week. Now, I got a cool guest this week as well. My man Patrick Dempsey is in the building. We call him Sneaker Grandpa. There's a funny story behind that. But if you don't know who Sneaker Grandpa is, just know that he's one of the coolest sneakerheads in the game. All right. He's been on all sorts of publications. The man was even a model on Saucony.com. I'm not joking with you. And I'm 100% jealous of that. I wish I was a model on Saucony.com. I wish they came to me and said, you know what, Adam? I think you're cool enough and handsome enough to be on the front page modeling our shoes for our Father's Day edition. Holla at me, Saucony. What's going on, man? Get at me. <laughs> anyway, man, my man Patrick is here. He's super cool. All right. We're going to talk about all sorts of stuff like being an influencer, right? Where we think the sneaker game is gatekeepers in the community and so much more you guys don't want to miss it so let me stop talking without further ado let's talk to sneaker grandpa so what's going on sir hey man how are you good to see you good to see you again Again. yeah you know what though (laughs) i realized though now 
to everyone that doesn't know, I said in the intro, um, you definitely featured in the What Are Those sneaker documentary. Thank you so much for doing that, by the way, man. Yeah, that was thanks for including me. Oh, no problem at all, man. Um, but we weren't able to do that interview in person. We've talked a couple of times, but we weren't able to really do that interview in person. Actually, your 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 uh your kids did that interview for you. I sent you <laughs> questions. Um, yeah. that's the that's the magic of movie making, right? So, um, this is a great opportunity, man. We really get to chop it up about sneakers. Um, um, thank you so much for coming on the show brother yeah absolutely always always something i'm happy to talk about definitely so before we get into the important things right let's talk about the name sneaker grandpa i know you've been asked this a billion times but just for the audience let them know where the name came from yeah so uh i'm not a grandpa actually uh i'm 47 years old and i've got two daughters that are 13 and 10 so I'm, i'm still a dad i guess technically if you did the math you know, some things happen. I could be a grandpa, but I'm not. Um, but obviously the beard is, uh, started turning gray when shoot, maybe right after I turned 40, I wasn't, wasn't that old. And so, uh, my avatar and, uh, or my you know, profile pic on Twitter was, uh, was me holding my girls with the gray beard. And this mm-hmm. one night I won this big auction on a penny auction site for some sneakers. Mm-hmm. And when they, the sneaker site shouted me out, some kid commented, uh, well, Hey, enjoy the sneakers, grandpa. So I kind of just went with it. I was like, you know, I'm just going to lean into this. I'm going to take it and make it mine. That's great. It's unique. It's fine. So yeah, uh, not to be confused with the uh, sneaker gramps or whoever dude that wears all the Supreme and his grandson takes pictures. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny. You, you, Both of the points you just made, right, brings me to what I want to really talk about with you. And you are, and I don't say this just because you're on the show. You, you really are truly one of my favorite sneaker heads to follow. And I'll tell you why. I am very much, as you know, into the art of the sneaker culture, you know, um, delving a little deeper into the conversation about sneaker culture, you know, the, the, the community that comes along with sneaker culture. We're in 2021. We're like a week away from 2022. And right now we're in a very hype beast kind of, you know, era of sneakers. Right. What I really like about you is that you're super authentic. Right. You wear what you like. Reebok, Saucony, Jordans, if you wear them, if you want them, you know, Dunks, whatever, if you want them, but you're a big Reebok guy. Tell me about your love for Reebok, Saucony, and other silhouettes and other companies like that. Well, thanks. First of all, thank you. I appreciate that. No, I, mean, no I think problem. that's one thing that I really strive to do. Um, and, you know, I, I, it's funny when I do, I go on interviews or do things, people are like, well, you need to, you got all these followers. You got to figure out how to monetize it. I'm like, I know, but if I monetize it, then it becomes a job and it's not fun anymore. This is fun for me. This is, I have a job. So this is the distraction from that for me. So, you know, if through that I can benefit by getting some free shoes or whatever, or free stuff or getting access to events or whatever, that's great. Do things like this. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think there's too much focus on that of like, how do I make this a job? But to answer your question, Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, Nike, when I first started getting into it, it was just kind of really starting to come up. And so at the time, especially Reebok was huge. I mean, they'd really made the inroads into the U.S. and we're just, you know, we're making a really high quality product. But yeah. it also, at the time when I really started getting back into sneakers, Nike and Jordan brand were just not making great stuff. You know, I, I had all this, these memories of what it was supposed to be like. And then I buy a pair and put them on and go, man, I'm Mm. I'm too old for this. I can't wear this all day. <laughs> and so I started trying to gravitate toward those other things, but it's also to the effect what you're saying is it's always been about how do I not be like everybody else? Mm-hmm. You know, that to your point is a lot of, and I, you know, I don't want to 
dog on anybody, but it's just sort of the way it is. And in, in a large part that people want, you go to a sneaker show or you go to a sneaker shop, everybody's wearing kind of the same thing. It's like a sneaker head uniform. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's probably about five or six shoes that you can bet you're going to see. And so it's always been, how do I not be that? How do I go? And someone says, what are those? You know, yeah. what, what, what's different? That's, I've never seen those before. And it's amazing that with the Reebok or with like right now, one of my favorites, the Saucony, the grid web, mm-hmm. that people just, Oh, those are nice. You know? And then recently here at the shop, they were gifted a few pairs and everyone, a couple of people wearing them all the time. I love these. They're great. It's like, I've been telling you guys forever. Yeah. You know, just like some of the other day posted the Reebok beatnik, which I'm sure you've seen, you know, kind mm-hmm. of that mule sandal style. Mm-hmm. And some of the places like, man, I love these. These yeah. are great. I'm like, welcome to me a year ago. I've been, te- yeah. I've been trying to tell people, but yeah. you know, it's just, it's people get caught up with the rat race. So to me, it's, it's being unique. It's quality. It's mm-hmm. design, it's comfortable, comfortability, all those things that, like you said, if I want to wear a Jordan one or a three right. or four or a dunk, I'll put right. them on, but I'm probably going to be about halfway through the day going, looking for something else to wear going. Yeah. All right. I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. You know, uh, I always say, you know, sneaker culture is a subculture of hip hop culture and, and hip hop culture when it, when it began, was all about individuality and being different. You know, even when it comes to the music, it was, you know, don't bite my style, don't bite my lyrics. And now, <laughs> you know, and at the risk of sounding, you know, old and curmudgeonly, like, you know, I'll, I'll be turning 40 in, in about a month. So, you know, <laughs> we, 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 we're considered old heads in the game, but you know, sure. with the risk of sounding like that, you know, yeah, I, I, I yearn for the days where sneaker culture goes back to that. I do think we're headed back with thrift culture. You know, people really wanted to um, stand out with their, clothing and the way they look. And that really reflects on sneakers too. Um, you spoke about something that really stood out where you say, you know, people talk about monetizing your, your Instagram and you have a, you have a, a healthy following on Instagram, right? Sure. Um, this yearning to be an influencer nowadays, there's so many people that just want to be influencers. Do you think that that sort of interferes with the, the, the truth in sneaker cultures, if you will? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again, that if you're referring to yourself or calling yourself an influencer, you've kind of already lost, right? Like you, if you're calling it like calling yourself OG, I mean, those type of things to me, you know, they, it just should be more organic. And I guess, because I'm lucky that it's kind of been that way. I mean, I, you know, progressed with growing a decent following and then got actually got featured on sneak peek, which was totally random. And then my followers blew up and then suddenly, you know, you're the pretty person in the room that, (laughs) The company's like, oh, hey, you know, try these socks, try these sneaker cleaners, try these whatever it is. And so, you know, it's cool. But my thing has always been authenticity. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there are a lot of things I get offered that I'm just like, no, I'm good. I'm like, that's not me. I'm so caught up in I don't ever want to give the appearance of you're you're losing that authenticity. And and to your point, I don't think a lot of people do, because I think Mm -hmm. I get the questions. I get that. Man, how do I? I want to be an influencer. I want to get mm-hmm. free stuff. And it's like, for what, for the sake of getting it free, you know, right. is, is that sort of what makes you feel good because then you feel good or then you feel that people like you more or le- I mean, it's just, it's an interesting, I mean, it is what it is. It's just, yeah. that's, that's how it is. But I've always been with whoever approaches me with, with giving me something of saying, one, I'm going to give you my honest opinion Two, I'm not committing it. Cause I had people say, we just asked that you post three pictures and two videos and, Next, do a review. I'm like, I'm not doing all that. Yeah. Unless you're writing a check, which I'm not really interested in. I, I'm not doing all that. You're welcome to send it to me and I'll post it and I'll wear them and right. I'll give my opinion. But right. uh, that's where it stops. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, if people just want to just 
they want it to want it. It's sort of like the Kardashian effect or others of, of being famous for being famous. You didn't do anything. You just, you're famous and because you're famous and nothing to your name to accomplish. Yeah. And I think there's a whole generation right now that that's their goal. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. The Kardashian syndrome, the instant microwave, microwave fame, but you know, also from guys like our perspective, you know, we, we, I'm blessed. I get to talk about this for a living, right? Like I, I, I literally talk about sneakers for a living. That's wonderful, right? Like you're, you're getting free stuff and people just, you know, and you're, you're modeling for Saucony and all of this stuff, right? And people, <laughs> and people see that and, you know, they, they envy it and they want to do it because, you know, I, I get it. Like they want free stuff and they want, but I think that you, you get where you want to get in life with anything that you do, anything that you're interested in, you get it from being authentic when you're trying to shoehorn it and, and force it, then that's when you run into a problem. And then that's when you're just basically chasing your tail around begging to be an influencer. I agree with you. If you're calling yourself an influencer or if you're trying to label yourself an influencer, you're already wrong. Just do what you love and talk about what you love. Again, you don't you don't have to get paid to do it. You can still find ways to enjoy what you do and and have it as a you know a great hobby without having to stress yourself out and make it into um like a job. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's totally that way. But you know, and we've talked about before sort of the hype beast culture, and mm -hmm. you know that's one thing. But at one point, you and I were both young kids who were following the trends and maybe setting some, but following. And so, so I get yeah. that. And I, you know, I see that more as a teaching opportunity, especially mm -hmm. with two young kids that I've had mm -hmm. this discussion recently with one of my daughters to say, be your own person. Like you, if you spend the whole time trying to follow the herd and do what everyone else does, yeah. then, you know, that's be yourself. Yeah. Be the one that other people want to be, be the one that, you know, sets that trend. But at the, on the other end of that, we've talked about too, are the gatekeepers that, you know, this is sneaker. We've been doing this for us to be the old guy. No, no, no. At one point we were young and we were coming into it and somebody taught us and schooled us to things. So it's our responsibility to, to do that rather than just say, nope, no more room. It's full. You're never going to do it again. This show is sponsored by better help. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GamePresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GamePresents. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, that's a great point because it, you know, it brings me to like the evolution of, of sneaker culture, right? Where for us, it was about sports. And I do want to talk about sports in a second. Um, but for us, it was about sports. It was like what great athlete was wearing this sneaker and who could we emulate? Who could we, you know, especially when we were younger, like I would buy my Jays and playing ball in them, right? Uh, you know, and as I got older, I understood, hey, you know, I'm going to just, you know, ramp to a club or whatever, <laughs> whatever, right? <laughs> but for us, that's what it was about. Or if a collab happened, it was because some dope store was making the collab or whatever now is really about hey this celebrity wears this this celebrity has endorsed this right and i find that a lot of older sneaker heads or gatekeepers as you like to say are very critical about not only just what sneakers um young people are into i'm sorry how people are get into sneakers whether it be because of a rapper or what have you but even the silhouettes that they choose to wear some of the yeezys and stuff like that do you think that some of the gatekeepers are kind of um disrupting growth in the game like ultimately kids are going to do what they're going to do and we may not be into do you think that some of the the gatekeepers could stand to just take a step back and just let the game grow well i mean i think you said it and what you were saying is when we were younger we were doing it because of the athlete that we liked or whatever so it's not that much different just because it's not that athlete playing in that shoe you know there was very probably very little that we were buying or wanting to have that we didn't see on someone else, whether it was like you said, rappers, whether it was an actor, whether it was, you know, athletes, Mm -hmm. we didn't just invent it. So the fact of who they're emulating is just a little bit different. So, but again, you know, same deal. Like we, instead of being critical, why don't you educate and bring that point up? You know, Mm -hmm. Oh, well this model, nobody even liked that. Well, somebody does now, you know, the new balance 550 or whatever. Well, this was, you know, or the, the, these dunks went to the outlets, three years ago and I got them. Well, good. Then you don't need a new pair. Let the next generation, just because they weren't hot when you got them at the outlets, that doesn't give you any type of extra credibility. Let everybody else pay retail or resell for them. What is it to you? You got your pair, move on. 
Yeah. But I just, if people just feel such a need to, to criticize and gatekeep. And I just, I think we have such a responsibility to set an example and just, there's room for everybody, you know, I mean, there really is. Yeah. There's no need for it. And, and you can just ignore it. It's just like anything else out there. You could just as easily stay in your lane, do your thing, worry about yourself and not, and not do that. Because in the end, the, the purity is going to be there, right? All that extra is extra. So just the essence and the purity is going to stay there. So just let it go. It's going to evolve. Evolution is just a natural part of life, right? You can't stop yeah. it. Music evolves. Um, cultures evolve. All things evolve, man. Um, I want to transition into sports. Um, you know, sports, are, no matter what, sports will always be a big part of sneaker culture, streetwear culture, all sorts of things. You got your hat on. I know you're a big baseball guy. You're a Mets guy. We're a little oh, bit yeah. of rivals because I'm a Nationals dude. I so, know, you know, I know. You, you took my boy. Yeah, I, don't have any, I don't have any players left. So we don't have anybody left. <laughs> <laughs> just don't take Soto from us, please. I know. Okay? I um, but just got to talk to me about how, you know, the, what influence baseball had on you, your style, um, your, your sneakers of choice, anything like that. Um, I mean, you know, going back to your point earlier, worrying about what other people think is that, and because of my age, I don't really care. I mean, I'm going to wear what I like and rock what I like. I think I've, I've found myself going back to jeans and a t-shirt and a, and a baseball cap. I mean, that's just kind of basic for me. Like you're wearing a sweatshirt or just a crew neck solid. Um, I like supporting brands that, yeah that I like just the design, you know, I'm not going to buy it just because it's Supreme or whatever, but I'm not going to not buy Supreme just because it is Supreme. If I see a Supreme shirt, I like, right. like the Supremes one or uh, the Jizza one, a few, I mean, I own like three Supreme shirts, but it was because I liked the content. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, my wife laughs She's like, Oh great. Another t-shirt. <laughs> oh great. You really needed another baseball cap. I know, but this one, the, the underbill's gray, the other one's, you know, black or whatever. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I'm lucky in that I work in a creative environment and mm-hmm. you know, I'm one of the bosses here. So mm-hmm. I get to wear sneakers every day. Yeah. Um, you know, I might mix it up with khakis or something, but um, I've kind of just gotten to that point where I'm all about being comfortable and just kind of being myself. And I, I automatically, if I put something on that I did, it feels more like I'm, doing dress up than being myself, then I kind of go, and eh, maybe that's not the best choice. As far as sports go, I mean, that was like you said, I mean, it was Michael Jordan and people like that, that were influencing those type of things of what you wanted and what you saw. And um, I often wonder, and I've had this discussion with people of what current silhouettes in 20, 30 years are the kids going to be wearing, you know, is it going to be the LeBron eight, the nines and KDs or what? I mean, I, you know, I'd be curious to see what that is or is, or is that just kind of changed completely because of how wide the sneaker world is now? You know, there's two sides to that answer. I think you just said it, right? Like the, the sneaker world is wide. So we, for us, first of all, there weren't as many drops. No, we were younger. You know what I mean? It was like one sneaker. I don't know, maybe a month, maybe it probably wasn't a month, but you know, a big sneaker a month. Right. I know I wasn't buying, you know, five, six pairs of sneakers a month when I was, no. when I was in my teens, not for sure. Right. No, so there's, so, there's so many drops now, but I do think that is, you know, it goes back to that gatekeeper conversation and that conversation about new silhouettes, silhouettes that look extremely ugly to me. Some of the easy stuff, things that are coming out, right. That is innovating the game. And, you know, um, you know, Kanye, I can have my problems with him politically or whatever. 
But when he says that, hey, you know, my 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 goal is to innovate and create new just because he creates something new or whoever, you know, like I said, Reebok may come out with a silhouette that I may not rock with. Nike could come out with a silhouette that I wouldn't wear. I still appreciate the innovation. So who knows what that silhouette will be? You know, the Chuck Taylor has stood the test of time, right? We're still wearing Chuck Taylors, right? There's certain sneaker silhouettes that have been around 30, 40 years. The Jordan 1 is obviously that old too, but it'll probably just continue on just like the Chuck Taylor will continue on, just like the Stan Smith will continue on yeah. um, silhouettes like that, right? The Shelter, whatever, we'll have the Air Force One. Yeah. But I I think that, you know, some of the Yeezy stuff, I think the 350 is a silhouette that will stay around because it's a comfortable silhouette. You know what I mean? I think that's where, where the world is going with comfort and leisure way. You just talked about it. So, I, you know, it's interesting to think about what's going to be hot, you know, um, when, when my son is seven right now, when he's 17, when he's 27. It is interesting to think about. But, you know, that's why innovation is important. In sneaker culture, that's why we have to let the young people get involved in it and people that are that have artistic minds get involved in it so they can grow it. And so it doesn't become stale, you know? Yeah, no, because if you and I were in charge of it, then we would have probably kind of stopped about 10 years ago and we'd be done. Right. There'd be nothing new. But I completely agree. There's plenty of things that I was finally after buying things and then not wearing them, realizing there are certain things like you said, I appreciate this. It's a pretty shoe. It's a nice looking shoe. I'll never wear it. So I can appreciate it for what it is. Someone else enjoy it, but I don't need to have it. And, you know, that, that took a while to get there of how many pairs or, you know, some of the retro Jordans of, I like this. Well, you know what? It just doesn't really work for me. It worked for me 30 years ago, but now not so much. So let me just keep that memory up here. I've got a picture. I've owned a pair, let them go. But, you know, it's just, it's so hard because to your point, like the release schedule is just insane. I mean, yeah. I was joking the other day because all these dunks come in. I was like, I think really they've just got a color wheel that they just spin yeah. and go, okay, it's orange and brown and we're <laughs> going to call it the whatever. Okay. Next one, spin yeah. it. And the same with the Jordan one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many of you just, I get it and they, they yeah. sell. So I get yeah. why, but it's just at a certain point you just go, I, I don't need that. Yeah, I, I think about that's such a great book because I think about like resale culture and such. And I try not to be hard on resale culture because I've definitely resold sneakers and I've definitely bought sneakers on resale. Sometimes you have no choice if you really want it, but you're right. And I, I saw an interview with you uh, recently. We talked about sneaker Nirvana and I thought that I actually wrote that down in my notes because I thought that was really <laughs> like a dope statement because this is like I said, I'm turning 40. Right. And and in my mind, I'm like, you know what? I want to do something big. I'm turning 40. I'm going to do something really cool for myself. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. And I had it in my mind that. I was going to get a pair of off-whites, right? And then that, this was like, when I started thinking about it, this, was literally two weeks before Virgil passed away, unfortunately. So Virgil passes, you know, resellers do what they do and now the prices are higher. And I had that same feeling, like, I don't need it. Like, yeah. I want it. And I can go all out. Yeah, I'm turning, I'm giving myself this excuse to spend a large amount of money because I'm turning, I'm having a birthday, basically. But at the end of the day, for what I can spend. And this is something I really, and tell me what you think about this, man, because this is something I really want my audience to understand since the day I launched the movie and the day I launched this show is that you could get four or five pairs for what you spend on those off-whites, but get the off-whites if you want them, but don't yeah. get them because they're off-whites. And I love Virgil. They just did a show dedicated to Virgil, right? But don't just get them because they're off-whites. Get them because you feel good wearing them. The biggest compliments I get, if that's important, by the way, and it isn't, but it's just kind of indicative to how people view things, right? 
everybody likes a compliment. We all feel yeah, good when somebody true. notices, right? <laughs> this is true. This is true. But it's when I'm wearing Socrates. It's when I'm wearing something that I got, you know, uh, people call them GRs or whatever. It's when I'm wearing those things. Those are the ones people go, what are those? Not yeah. the Travs, not the off-whites. It's such an interesting dynamic. And I'm sure you get that because you're a big Reebok and Saucony guy, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I all the time, like I said, but what are those? Like, um, I got them for 40% off off of some site because, you know, it was a collab between Reebok and some shop and it just didn't sell well. And I got, man, those are nice. What? Uh, yeah. But yet, like I said, I go and, you know, the Amaminier threes that came out and I'm standing there the day and there's like three guys standing there all wearing them. And I yeah. thought, how much yeah. must that suck? Like that you yeah. probably paid more than retail for those. And you're standing next to two or three other people that have the same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, to each their own, whatever it is. But yeah. you can't really even stand out if you're doing that. But I, I mean, I love it. I, it's the the cheaper I can get the pair, yeah. and the more. And like you said, it'll be some trash shoe that I'm not trash, but you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like cheap price wise shoe that. I, and, and it's always weird because it's non-sneaker people when you're out there going, you know, a client or something. Man, those are not. You go through that going. I haven't even worn that. I forgot I had these and I'm getting more compliments on these where I, like you said, I could walk in a pair off whites and people yeah. going, yeah. Okay. Who cares? Uh, so, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting concept, but I, I said, I'm at, we're at the age where we're at that advantage that, mm-hmm. I mean, for one, I'm not around sneaker people all the time. My, my peers yeah. are not that way, right? but I'm also not my, my self image and worth are not based on, others opinions of me in that same way than if you're younger and learning and that's what it is. But yeah, yep. I mean, I'm amazed at how many times I walk around and see people wearing just a classic leather or a club seat. Yeah. I think yeah. the younger, younger generation has kind of embraced those shoes and just the plain white old mm-hmm. of both of them. And I always almost make it a point to stop and go, Hey man, those are nice Reeboks. So yeah, man. I feel like I just need to enjoy the things I have to your point. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, on the other um, and it's also, um, I've gotten a lot into back into baseball cards again. So, yeah. you know, that's been sort of distracting me. I think the way my mind works, I almost have to have something to fixate on. So the yeah. sneakers for a long time. Yeah. Um, but what I enjoy is just the relationships I've had, you know, chat, chatting with you and, and people on Instagram and the, the local store here kicking it. Um, you know, I love to just go over there and I don't ever feel the need, like I have to buy anything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I agree, brother. I agree, man. Thank you so much for joining me again. I know I've said it like eight times, but I really mean it. Thank you so much, man. Uh, Much love to you and the family, and um, we'll talk again soon. Okay. Thanks, man. Big shout outs to my man, Sneaker Grandpa. Thank you so much again for joining me and talking about all things sneakers, man. You're super cool, bro. And thank you all for tuning in, man. Listen, this is the last time I'll be talking to you in 2021. The next time you guys see this mug or hear this voice, it will be in 2022. And I pray that your 2022 is everything that you needed to be. All right. Everything that you needed to be. Let's change something coming in the new year. Those promises we make to ourselves, let's make sure we keep those promises, right? Those goals we set for ourselves, let's make sure we achieve those goals moving forward, all right? No matter how small or how big, do your thing next year because why not? If the past two years have taught us anything, 
is that we can lose things real quick, right? All those small things that we take take for granted, we can lose those things really, really quick. So cherish your family, all right? Take care of yourself. Go on that trip you've been meaning to go on, right? <laughs> go for that raise, get that promotion, start that hobby, start that collection. All of those things you want to do, hit that treadmill, join that <laughs> health club, whatever it is that you've been wanting to do, do it in 2022. It's so important. If this show is about anything, it's about enjoying the small things in life and cherishing the things that make you smile. Sneakers make me smile. For you, it could be something else. Just make sure you stay close to that thing that makes you smile, man. Do that for me. All right. So until next week and next year, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Adam Butler. Again, thank you so much for joining me. Please follow me, MSR underscore Adam. That's MSR underscore Adam for all updates on this show and what's going on with me. Follow the OMF network on my feet network, the on my feet network and follow the up on game network, man. Take care of yourselves, mind your mental health, stay fresh and be great. I'm up out of here. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.